Hello, welcome to Over the Knee. I'm Cynical Dom on Tumblr, and I'm here with... I'm Amy Submits on Tumblr. Um, it's been a while, I think uh, probably over a month. Um, we've had a whole lot of people like reach out like asking um, about the podcast and, and stuff, and um, it's really surprised me how many people like actually like pay attention and are like, hey, you're late. <laughs> um, it's really nice to know that like people actually miss it and mm-hmm. like like it enough to even notice honestly yeah um so we really appreciate everybody who has missed us i guess yeah <laughs> um so we're gonna um jump in with an ask that was sent in from uh her hero his whore on tumblr uh it says do you or did you ever worry that you were going to become just sort of a willless wimp the farther along you went with submitting the fear that comes up that's a fear that comes up for me sometimes Something like, I'll lose the ability to make choices or direct my life um, and just get out of practice and become so dependent on daddy that I'll be lost and not able to function very well if he, for some reason, should die or something. It scares me and it makes me feel tight and like I want to control things. It's morbid, I know, but that's the kind of place my brain wiring goes. Waiting for the other shoe to drop and projecting disaster when it happens. Um, I know it's trauma-based stuff, so I work on that, but I also wonder if maybe this is typical sub-brain type stuff, too. It's pretty present in my thoughts at times, and I wonder how it is for you or others. Um, I've heard this a lot when it comes to just kind of the general fear of essentially becoming weak, I think, really, is like the core fear that I hear a lot of submissives talking about, and when it, especially when it comes to like submission outside of the bedroom, like living as a submissive. Like, if you let somebody make your choices for you kind of like, will you essentially become a child? And then if you Mm -hmm. break up or, um, if somebody, if the person passes, um, will you then like be incapable of adulting, I guess? Um, I, I don't know that I've heard it necessarily with the, the add on of like specifically fearing his death, but, um, it doesn't strike me as a particularly unusual anxiety to have at all. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't think that I have really personally had this fear. Mm. Um, and something that, like the first time I ever encountered this kind of concept is, was um, seeing somebody get an ass, a dom get an ass. It was like, aren't you like making your submissive ill prepared for the world if you die or you break up or anything like that? And um, the answer there was, like, I don't think that you lose the the ability to do something just from not doing it. And um, I had done, like, an add-on to that saying, like, there are choices that I make for you <laughs> that I have made for you from the time we started dating. Like, I, uh, like, you don't care what your, like, body wash and deodorant smell like and you can pretty much use anything mm-hmm. semi-decent and it's fine. So I've always picked out your deodorant and body wash based on what scents I like for mm-hmm. you to smell like. <laughs> um, if we were to break up, I'm sure you would be capable of picking out your deodorant and your body wash. Like, I don't think that that is something, a skill you could lose. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like most of the decisions that you make for me are very much in that same vein. Um, you know, you like you saved me from being indecisive, and I would be indecisive if I were alone again, but I've been indecisive before and I've managed to make decisions mm-hmm. anyway. Um, I think it's a little bit more than that. I think, uh, I do kind of like steer the ship and like where we're going and mm-hmm. like what are our 
short-term and long-term goals. But I think even with that, it doesn't really change the fact that, like, maybe in those big types of things, like, sure, maybe, like, how comfortable you are doing that could atrophy, but I don't think to a point to where you couldn't do it. And especially for a submissive, because a lot of submissives, you know, one of the... I think one of the things that animates submissives is uh, making sure things are controlled and safe. Mm -hmm. And so I think the uh, anxiety of having no hands there would easily make them step up past to where they've been atrophied. Yeah, and I think... um a lot of submissives, even when they just feel like their dominant isn't present or something, is when they might start mm -hmm. leaning towards topping more. And it's because um, I, I'm certainly guilty of that. <laughs> and um, mm -hmm. it's because I I want to submit and I want you to be in control. But um, and I don't ever feel like you drop the ball, but sometimes my anxiety isn't as sure no. or whatever. Um, and in those cases, I absolutely start taking back over um and it's because if you're not going to handle it i'm going to <laughs> and um well you just start trying to take back well yeah <laughs> but you know what i meant yeah. i meant if something happened to you um so um i would be less happy for sure oh yeah um it would be very hard i would have anxiety mm -hmm. um i might um rely on like get a lot of advice from other people before making a final say i would spend way too much time um sweating <laughs> over decisions and things but um yeah I, I think when it really came down to it i would survive and I, i'm sure you would too but um i certainly understand that anxiety and i do think it's normal and um it's great that you say you're like working on that because you think it's trauma based mm -hmm. like maybe therapy or something could like resolving other issues especially like related to death or, or uh, abandonment mm. or anything like that like maybe it will help you know um but yeah i think it's a pretty pretty typical fear but um i guess like when i just kind of like sit it out and like look at it more based on like logic and reason um it's not something that i like deep deeply fear mm. really i think i can survive i think all submissives can really yeah, yeah i think it's, it's a natural fear um it i think it does end up being irrational, but I mean, everybody has irrational fears. Um, just the issue is if you let the rational fears control you in a negative way. Mm -hmm. Something that occurred to me a while back is um, I seem to struggle with accepting myself and my submission and like it being okay to be submissive mm -hmm. much more so than you seem to worry about that as a dominant. And um, I'm curious why, if you have a theory on why that is. Why do you think I struggle with submission more than you struggle to accept yourself as a dominant? Um, I think a big part of it is there's kind of a cultural, um, particularly now with women, suspicion of uh, um, submission being tied to weakness as like a negative thing. Um, and so I think it would be natural to interrogate yourself more if you're submission submissing as opposed to leading mm. but there's a lot of stigmas out there about dominance being a pretty ugly thing mm -hmm. abusive or or controlling or um, domineering yeah and I, the other big part of it is um i i definitely question myself a lot about a lot of things. Yeah, I know you do. I didn't mean to suggest. No, I know. Let me finish. Um, but when I think I know something, 
Um, I don't, I don't, <clears throat> I don't, um, <clears throat> um, <laughs> um, I thought it's like, maybe part of it, is, I think you just care less what other people think. That's a big point, part of it too. Um, but I don't think that's just it. I think, I think it's probably a weird type of confidence that maybe you lack. What, what type of confidence? Like, I definitely well, lack no, confidence. Well, no, I don't think that's necessarily true. Because I think when you know something or think something, you don't have nagging questions about it. So I take that back. Um, I guess, just to say my thoughts clearly, like, I don't think what I'm doing is negative or bad. And I've thought a lot about it. So that's just kind of the end of that for me. Yeah. But why, yeah. And I think, like, I knew that. But I... Hmm. I think like because the 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 stigmas with dominance is that it is um that you're essentially railroading another person or that you're abusing them, right? Like those are yeah. the two big ones. And those are so obviously things you do not do. Yeah, the stigma is about being abusive, not about leading, whereas there's stigmas about submission in general. So there's different right. stigmas. Right. Hmm. Well, I think like there's a little bit more complexity with submission too. Like I feel like um, it seems like we there we tend to think like of dominance as this one like I'm talking about like within like the BDSM community like within Tumblr I get the sense that like dominance is pretty straightforward whereas like it seems like submissives tend to get broken up into groups more frequently like um, littles or slaves or alphas or I don't think they say beta but whatever a non-alpha submissive is mm-hmm. um and so you see things like, um, like I'm not, um, a pa- I'm, I'm not passive. I'm just submissive. Like, and so like personality gets brought into it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you can kind of go, well, like, yeah, we're all submissives, but like some people are proud of being this type of submissive and I'm not that type of submissive. So am I the bad type of submissive? Mm-hmm. Whereas like, you don't, you just don't seem to see that. I don't see that as much in when dominance is discussed it's like well there's like abusive doms and there's good doms <laughs> you know of course there's like daddies and masters and stuff but i don't see a whole lot of discussion about that about types of dominance and stuff in general so it just kind of seems like again as long as you're not abusive you're good and um like this is sticky water I may not put this leave this in but uh <laughs> um i think women question themselves on that kind of stuff a lot more and obviously not also misses are women but it does seem to be at least on tumblr like a, a bigger portion are women mm-hmm. um and i'm not even saying that that's natural that too could be culturally ingrained um yeah. so it could also be a difference in our gender so do you think it's fair then your confidence as a dominant in in your dominance largely just comes from knowing that you aren't the negative things, that you're not abusive and that you aren't um, railroading me, that I have a voice and that I want this. But, and I think that's a positive thing too, not just that's not negative. Do you think that if I were more confident in being a submissive and it, like accepting that that's like my label or whatever, that we would be less closeted? No, because I don't, I think... Uh... I don't think we would ever be uncloseted with the labels. Are you talking about like in personal life, offline life, right? Right, like with friends or family. Yeah, I don't think we'd ever be uncloseted with labels because a lot of people have misconceptions. Um, 
And outside of that, I don't think we are closeted outside of like spankings and punishments. And I think that's another one too, where people could very easily get a very bad idea about it naturally. Um, I think it would, you'd be concerning if they didn't have negative suspicions about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think we're a little closeted when it comes to like permission. Mm. Like, I don't think I would like blatantly ask for permission, but I, I do feel pretty comfortable. Like sometimes I'm like embarrassed of it, honestly, but I, I'm like confident enough to do it of like, um, Hey, do you mind if I do this in front of somebody else? Mm -hmm. Um, and like, I'm, I'm definitely a little embarrassed of it. I'm like, I'm conscious of it now, but I remind myself that I did little stuff like that before we were DS and I never thought twice about it and nobody ever looked at us sideways because it just kind of, I'm just like that. Mm -hmm. And so it's never raised any eyebrows. And so I try to remind myself like, this only seems awkward to you because you're like hyper aware of it. Yeah. Um, but I don't, yeah, I don't think I could ever, like, I would never blatantly ask for permission. Um, yeah, I think that's another one, too, where people, I think it'd be a natural assumption to think, like, it, that it's, it's a abusive. sign of abuse. Yeah, you know? yeah. But, but you don't think we would ever, if I were more confident, that we would considering just outing ourselves and deeply explaining it to some, like, not to everybody, of course, but. I mean. Do you have any, like, desire to do that? Not particularly. It just, uh, I mean, just because you explain it doesn't mean they'll believe you. Um, it just, uh, my mind goes to like, uh, how does it level out positives and negative chances? And I don't know if it would be, what would we gain versus what could we lose? Yeah, I feel you. Do you think like if you like had confidence that somebody would be open-minded about it, that you would like to talk to like a friend about it? Sure. But it's just not enough. It wouldn't be enough of a benefit to make it worth the risk of if mm -hmm. they started looking at us. And I think like the other thing that like super scares me is even if I was like super confident that somebody would accept us, I would still worry about it somehow spreading mm -hmm. and getting to people who like totally wouldn't understand and would be super judgmental. And, like, I just wouldn't, I just don't really trust people to keep secrets, I guess, mm. if I'm really honest. Um, I would worry about whispering going on. Yeah, I don't really care about that. I care more about, like, people we care about thinking they should boycott our relationships to... Protect me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this was an Anon that got sent in. Um, and this person, like, specifically said, like, it just seems like you guys may be having trouble coming up with ideas. So here's some things I thought would be interesting <laughs> to hear you guys talk about. Um, so you guys can do that if you want to, like, just send in things you want us to talk about or mm -hmm. things you think are interesting. Yeah. Um, send either of our blogs and ask and mention that you'd like it to be discussed on the podcast and we'll do that. Um, so it says, um, do either of you get frustrated that the other is not fully committed to the dynamic? Have, you, have either of you gotten frustrated to the point that you've considered taking a break? From reading others' blogs, it, it seems common that DS couples have periods where they are active in the dynamic and other times where it has fallen to the wayside due to stress, obligations, children, work, etc. Have you experienced that and do you have any advice on how to bring it back into focus? Can you give us a glimpse at what a day in the life looks like for you guys? Are you ever short with him? What happens when he doesn't like your tone? Hopefully, hopefully you spark to some of these. Thanks. Um, so it's kind of a lot of questions in one. So, mm -hmm. um, so the biggest part of it is, um, I guess we'll just go bit by bit. Um, 
do we ever get frustrated that the other is not committed to the dynamic? No. Have either of you gotten frustrated to the point that you've considered taking a break? Um, we've never taken like a full break, but I just feel the need to like fully explain what that means to us. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that, um, I do the exact same things every single day. Oh yeah. So, um, and some people would call that taking a break. Mm. So, uh, back when we first started this podcast, like a couple weeks in, I think my grandfather died. And so, uh, and like family came in from out of state that we hadn't seen in years. We had like four different things before the funeral, family things, like for like a week and a half, we had like something every day and it was obviously terribly emotional and, and all that stuff. So, um, I didn't work out for a long time. Uh, you like excuse me from the dishes. Um, you help me with the dogs. Um, and all of these are, are rules and like expectations of me as part of our DS. Mm -hmm. And so, um, when something happens like that, um, or if I don't feel well or whatever, I get excused from rules sometimes, but we just don't view keeping up with every rule as being the, the bar we have to meet in order to say we're maintaining our DS. Mm -hmm. Um, I think in my view, the core of maintaining our DS is, um, I still have to either explicitly get permission for him from him to skip a rule or I have to ask for it and be granted it. Mm -hmm. So he still gets to decide whether or not I get leniency. Um, that's really key. I can't just assume I, <laughs> I get a break. Um, but then other than that, like just that he's generally in charge of like making decisions and um, like wearing the pants. And like there's just kind of a, a sense of that in the way that we interact in ways that we don't like intentionally cause. It's just kind of who we are and how we mesh. From reading others' blogs, it seems common that DS couples have periods where they are active in the dynamic and others where it's fallen by the wayside due to life stress. Um, have you experienced that? And do you have any advice on how to bring it back into focus? Um, so like, like you had said, nothing major and nothing that we don't address in the moment. But like that could be too because maybe we haven't. We don't like, have kids. We don't have kids. That's a big one. <laughs> um, and also like... Maybe we haven't had as a big enough test yet. I mean... Yeah, yeah. That could very well be true. Um, but I also think it's possible that this is also, again, a matter of perspective and that how people perceive things. Um, or DS style, too. Um, so, again, some people may say, like, our DS got off track if they're getting permission to skip rules frequently or submissive tasks frequently. Um, some people will say, like, we haven't been very DS lately if they're not doing kink. But um, certainly when we're really stressed, sometimes our sex life suffers. Mm -hmm. And I think the, the kink part of it makes a big difference, too, because I think people who do DS where um, all of their DS is kink, then um, it certainly is going to be need to be pushed aside sometimes because you can't always prioritize sex. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it really helps a lot that... Um, I have to specifically ask for leniency each time because then, um, so like, again, when my grandpa passed away, um, so I do like dishes every other day. I work out every other day. So I was having to ask permission every day. And so, um, you were reminded every day that I was kind of in leniency. And so then there comes a point where you stop saying yes. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of that daily reminder of like, are we going to pick this rule back up today mm -hmm. if you're asking permission every day? 
Um, and so I think that really helps. Um, it seems like a lot of people just do the thing like, oh, we'll just kind of set it aside and pick it back up later when things are calmer. But then there's not like that daily mm -hmm. permission. And so I think I can see how that might make it a little easier to kind of let it slide for a bit longer. Yeah. Um, and I think it just, I just feel good asking your permission because I feel like, um, I don't feel like being your submissive suffers if I have leniency as long as you are choosing to give it to me. Mm. Um, and whereas if it just kind of faded away and we didn't talk about it, I would go into a tailspin, I think, of feeling like mm -hmm. um, I wasn't aware of your presence. Am I ever short with you? Yeah. Very rarely, but sure. Uh, what happens when you don't like my tone? I spank you. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes I will, like, Give you a hey, watch it, but depends on the severity um, and context, I guess. And that's because we have a respect rule. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, context matters a lot mm -hmm. and um, intent matters a lot. So um, we're playful a lot. Um, and sometimes we like get razzing each other and it goes a little too far. And so if it's something like that where it just gets a little too intense, um, that's almost certainly going to be like a, a watch it warning type mm -hmm. of thing. Um, most of the time I feel like when it's like an attitude or tone issue that like actually gets me in trouble, it's, it's really over the line. Mm -hmm. Um, like the other caveat I need to add with this one is, um, that's also assuming that I am, um, just out of line. Like, if he were short with me first, yeah. and then I was short back, I would not be in trouble for that. Mm -hmm. um, but he holds himself to a standard of speaking to me very respectfully. And so, um, most of the time, it's just me, and so then that's different, you know? Yeah. Um, that was all the ones from that, Anna. Okay, um, so we're going to wrap this one up. Remember, you can um, send us asks and mention the podcast, and we'll include them in our next week's um, recording. Bye-bye. Bye. Don't move so much. I was trying to get him up here to make him grunt in our goodbye. Oh. Say goodbye, doggo. Make noises. It's your turn. <laughs> you get three grunts. <laughs> okay. Goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs> I wonder if it was enough to pick up. I bet it does. Good job, Dougoo. <laughs>